Hi guys, welcome back to the Shannon Show podcast. So today's episode is going to be a review of Love Island 2019, episode 28. So obviously it's continuing from the last episode. We see Amber and Joanna have like a little tea party or tea date or whatever. I already knew it was going to be quite dry. Basically, Amber and, and Joanna basically hash it out. Joanna brings up that, you know, she tried to say hi and Amber ignored her. I don't really think she had a point there. Like, she did just stand there awkwardly. At the end of the day, even though you didn't do anything wrong, you did steal her man. So at the end of the day, you can't expect the person whose man you stole to be like, oh, hey, hi, how are you? That was on you to go up to her if you really wanted to speak to her. Standing there and not saying anything doesn't really classify as trying to say hi because you could have just stood there to be awkward she also brings up a lot like oh i'm gonna be the bigger person and talk to you first again i don't really know what she's on about though like amber said they were both sitting there awkward kind of looking at each other i feel like michael's kind of got into her head with this whole childish thing that he keeps going on about she also calls her out about the dead thing comment. She was in her rights to call her out about that. That was a low blow from Amber. Amber basically lies and says, oh, she didn't comment on her looks. It was just um, a general comment. It can mean anything. But we all know what Amber meant. But she should have apologised. I think she should have. But again, knowing Amber, I can see why she didn't. Amber kind of establishes that she doesn't really have any beef with Joanna. Her issue is more with Michael and the way that he was moving mad when he came to speak to her and that she doesn't want him back and she's not going to like try and fight Joanna for him. Obviously, we see Michael back at the villa. He's obviously very nervous about what Amber's going to say to Joanna. She, he's kind of convinced Amber's going to try and turn her against him. Again, I feel like we can see now clearly that Michael is very insecure. Again, he needs to just stop thinking about Amber. Like, he's got Joanna now. I don't know why he's stuck on Amber. Like, oh, like, he keeps, like, I feel like he keeps blaming Amber for things when he gets really insecure. Like, oh, Amber's going to say this about this, Amber's this, Amber's that. Like, you've got a new girl now. Just focus on your relationship. Jordan takes it upon herself to go up to Amy and basically say her side of the story to make sure that Curtis has told her the entire truth. Personally, I don't know why she's getting involved. She's only known Amy two days. She doesn't really owe her anything. I don't know why she's kind of getting involved in Amy and Curtis's business. If Amy had went up to her and asked her and asked her about it, fair, but she literally just came took it upon herself to tell Amy. Obviously, I said it before, but I think that Jordan is messy. I think she is a messy Bessie. Like the things that she was saying, like implying that Curtis said that Amy wasn't beautiful. I feel like those were, that was very unnecessary and very messy. And I feel like that's just kind of rubbing salt into the wounds. And I don't even know what her motive is. Like maybe it's a part of her game plan because she doesn't owe Amy any loyalty what are we thinking here? Do you feel like Jordan was entitled to, like, as a girl, go up to the other girl and tell her, like, make sure that her that Curtis was telling her the entire truth? Or do you feel like she's being messy here? And what do you think her motive is? Like, do you feel like this is a part of her game plan? I've got my eye on Jordan. She keeps getting involved in situations, and I feel like she's going to continue to do that. I'm not sure how I feel about her yet, 
but she's definitely getting involved in business that doesn't concern her. I'm noticing that a lot. So Lucy tells Tommy that she still likes him but respects his relationship with Molly and still wants to be friends. And Tommy basically says that, yeah, he always wants to have Lucy as a friend and obviously him and Molly are going well, but he doesn't want to lose that friendship. Now, obviously, I've had a, I've had a lot of debates about this whole situation. It's, it's being hashed up again. Like, the producers just love this storyline. So as a viewer, and as I'm guessing as Molly, so if I'm putting myself in Molly's shoes, Tommy would be my boyfriend, okay? He, they're not really boyfriend and girlfriend, but let's just say for, for um, analysis sake, Tommy is my boyfriend at this point. Tommy is my boyfriend. I really trust Tommy. I think, like, he generally is just seeking a friendship with Lucy, and I'm very secure in our relationship and I trust Tommy a lot. I feel like now I'm sure that Tommy can be trustworthy after Casa Rumor. Lucy, she's keeping things on a friendship level. Yes, she tried to have a talk with him, but she hasn't actually tried anything physically. I would be bothered, yes, but I would know, now this is the thing, I would know that telling Tommy not to be friends with Lucy would compromise our relationship and that's why molly is just saying it in the confessional he sees their friendship as valuable and she knows that getting in between that will compromise her relationship with tommy this is obviously an insecurity issue it depends how you view relationships because i view relationships as like i'm for this person at the end of the day your boyfriend might fancy other people that are not you he may not act on them, he might. The same thing as somebody else might fancy your boyfriend, they might be friends with them, they might act, they might try and act on it, they might not. If at the end of the day, if I'm secure in my relationship, I'm secure in my relationship, there has to be an element of trust. And at the end of the day, if his head was gonna be turned, his head was always gonna be turned, regardless of if it was with his friend or a stranger. So my thing is, if your if your man or your girlfriend is gonna cheat on you, they were always gonna cheat on you. Like all of this, you know, What's the point, like, if it's just, like, you're just putting a wall up so they have to jump up higher? They're just going to jump up higher and boundaries are acceptable. But the thing is, at the end of the day, if your partner is going to cheat on you, they're going to cheat on you. And if they break your trust, they break your trust. Find somebody else. But that's just how I view relationships. Obviously, I can see why people would think, like, hell no. Obviously, this, again, alludes that there's probably going to be issues between Molly, Lucy and Tommy in the future, like we can all foresee that and then obviously the whole situation now lucy's dating george she says she feels guilty or whatever she starts crying i don't think george likes lucy enough to kind of deal with this whole she still likes tommy kind of thing so i feel like now george is going to take that as okay bet she still likes tommy i'm now going to go for somebody that is generally that is my type because from what the app is saying Lucy's not George's type. I'm over Lucy at this point. She keeps crying. She keeps saying it's hard. And at first I was like, why does she keep saying that she finds it really hard? And then now I've realised. Obviously, I've heard people say, you know, Lucy, like she sleeps around and all of this stuff. And honestly, I don't think, you know, she's young. I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, sleeping with more than one person and stuff like that. At the end of the day, she's not in a relationship. She's technically single. So I feel like in the real world, she would probably be like, you know, having like 
talking to like you know three guys at the same time and you know having a relationship with all three of them at the same time I feel like that's the type of person Lucy is and she's finding it very difficult in the house because in the house you have to stick to one person and I feel like that's what she's finding hard and at this point she needs to like you know either get over that or just leave because all of this crying yeah and saying that she feels guilty, like I'm over it. So Jordan says that it's game on. He wants Anna back, so he goes and talks to her and basically says, you know, I still want you. He's flirting, he's giving her the eye. He's, you know, biting his lips while he's talking to her. I see what he's doing, I see that. And Anna basically admits that she still likes him. Anna does the right thing and tells Ovi, and obviously Ovi is not here for that. He says he's a proud man. In his life, he's probably, not had to compete for women because he's so tall and hunky so he's probably offended that he has to like now potentially compete for Anna. I think that Ovi would have options outside of Anna in the house anyway but I'd be interested to see if he was to kind of participate in a competition per se because the triangle has formed so it's either like you compete to get Anna or you find somebody else. Yesterday I said I was team Ovi yeah I keep switching but I feel like I'm team Jordan now. I feel like Anna and him do have more chemistry, but I'm not sure of whether it's because Anna kind of likes being in between like two boys, like two boys fighting for her affection or whether it's kind of like, well, Jordan is like the person that she shouldn't have because she's with Ovi. I'm not sure if that's the dynamic that's going on here. Do you feel like Anna will stick with Ovi or do you feel like she's gonna go back to Jordan? So Amy and Curtis have another talk. So at the end of the episode, Amy and Curtis have a talk and it's Pete. So Amy has been writing her little notebook on her phone all day and she basically let Curtis have it. But it was basically her now saying, you never liked me, I was always plan B and you sold me this dream and I thought you were the perfect man, all of this, yada, yada, yada. Now. At first, I thought Curtis was going to be begging her, like saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I still want to be with you, like, yada, yada, yada. But Curtis looked bored. Curtis looked like he was over it. And at this point, I'm thinking, Curtis is really over it. Like, he's not even giving her any effort, no emotion, like, he's tired. I'm thinking, is he going to tell Amy that he doesn't even like her, like, I was like, is he going to do it? So Amy just flat out says, you know, do you even like me? And Curtis says, and Curtis basically says that he doesn't fancy her because he le- he literally just says, I can't make any promises that my head's not going to be turned. Translation, I don't fancy you. Because she was bringing it up like, you don't fancy me. And she was just calling her talented and amazing, like come on Amy was shook I don't think Amy actually thought that he would have the balls to say it at this point I think that Amy honestly thought that Curtis there was a possibility that that Curtis still liked her and that she had the power she she had thought at that point even if he doesn't like me I have the power like I like she was saying oh I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a break I'm gonna need to think about things and I feel like when she said that She said that thinking that she was going to make Curtis sweat, like he was going to be groveling. But man, like Curtis said, he's had enough. He's had enough of crazy Amy. He wants to be free. To freedom! 
Um, he said, mm, sorry, Amy, like I've, I've had enough. So Curtis basically locked off the relationship. I actually didn't think he was going to do it. And I feel like this is what everyone has been waiting for. And it's, it feels like such a relief now. Like, honestly, like Amy, I don't feel bad for Amy, but that's just because I don't like her. But Amy was deluded. Amy is so deluded. Now this has totally, totally swayed their game plans. Now, yesterday I was thinking that Curtis's game was finished, but now I'm thinking Curtis could still have a chance. Obviously in the preview, we see that Mora obviously didn't wait 24 hours. She's already after Curtis. So I think Curtis could still have a potentially good game, but I think Amy is finished. Regardless of who she couples up with, Amy is finished. Like, obviously, Michael and Danny are probably the front runners out of the boys to go, but out of the girls, Amy, she's gone. Do you feel like Amy's game is finished? And what do you think about Curtis? Do you feel like he could come back from this or not? So obviously, as I was saying, in the preview, we see that Maura basically is now wanting to crack on with Curtis. I think this is definitely a game plan. Her and Marvin look pretty good, and now she's saying that she wants to be with Curtis. She is that is definitely a game plan move. I'm here for it, you know? Maura, you know, you could love her or hate her. Sometimes she can be a bit too much. But one thing I will say is that she has a good game plan. On Twitter, I wouldn't say it's negative for Anna, but it's not positive either. A lot of people are saying that Anna is a hypocrite for, I guess, basically playing two guys when having arguments with people who have done the same. I already discussed that last episode, so I'm not going to go into that again. And a lot of people are questioning how she could say that she has more sexual chemistry with Jordan. Again, each to their own. I think that Ovi is more attractive than Jordan, but I don't know. Like, chemistry doesn't necessarily have to be about looks either, to be honest. Like I said before, Ovi is really attractive, but he does have that mumble accent, so maybe... Maybe that is a put-off for Anna. With Jordan, it's not really negative, but it's not really that positive either. I've seen a few tweets saying, some positive tweets saying like, oh, he's the comeback king and he's my mood for the summer. And then some people are pointing out that he didn't necessarily not crack on with anyone. He spent, um, he shared a bed with Jordan and he was talking to her. But in defense of Jordan, he talked to her and he basically said that there was no connection there. So about after day two, he decided that he wasn't really gonna pursue any relationship. So Jordan has a leg to stand on there, but he did cheekily lie when he said that he didn't crack on with anyone. I guess I guess it's I guess it is maybe you could say he was telling a half truth, or maybe it's just semantics here because maybe in his head, cracking on means saying like I like you, I wanna be with you. Like I guess like, if you compare what Curtis did and what Jordan did, you couldn't really compare that. And I feel like what Curtis did was trying to crack on with somebody, but Jordan was just kind of testing the waters. I've seen a lot of people on, on Twitter making fun of Amy for making her list. Her list was a bit excessive, but you can expect it from Amy. And a lot of people are saying that Amy was being emotionally manipulative of Curtis. And I think that she has been. She's been very controlling and possessive from the start. And I feel like at that point, Curtis had literally had enough. Like, even everyone was trying to give him a pep talk. But in his head, he was just thinking, I've actually had enough of this bitch. And, you know, he did sell Amy a dream. 
but I feel like he felt pressured to do so. It's a lot more mixed for Curtis. People are saying that Curtis used Amy, which we all know that he did. A lot of people are trying to make, are making fun of when he said that basically when Amy was like, you don't cuddle me in the morning. He said he had to make coffee for any, for everybody. And he said it like in such monotone. I'm thinking, bruv, like, I actually couldn't believe he just said that. Like, that was justified. And again, that just let me know that he actually does not take Amy seriously. And a lot of people are saying like, they're glad that Curtis has finally, has finally told Amy the truth. And a lot of people are saying like, you know, I'm not surprised that Curtis is tired of Amy. If you haven't yet, follow me on Twitter. My handle is at Shannon Fabuloso. That's S-H-A-N-N-O-N-F-A-B-U-L-O-S-O. I usually live tweet during the episode. So feel free to at me during the episode as we watch it live. Apologies for the delays in the posting. I'm in Paris right now. The Wi-Fi at this hotel is absolute shite and I left my charger at home. So I'm using somebody else's laptop to record. But yeah, let me know your thoughts on the episode. Until next time, guys. Bye.